You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, my friend and co-host, your boy Q from Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders. We are here on the Locked On NFL Podcast in Q. The NFL got a heck of a first game to remind everyone, hey, we're we're the best show in town, baby. <laughs> no, they really did, man. It's so great to have NFL action back. It was great to see a, a heck of a game on Thursday night. Uh, the, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defend their Super Bowl championship. You know, they raised the banner and they kept pick up a W in a very entertaining game, a game that the Cowboys could have easily won, but they didn't. Uh, went back and forth. The Buccaneers gave Dallas multiple opportunities with multiple turnovers, and Dallas, well, their special teams unit wasn't very special. So, I mean, what a, what a game, but just glad to see football back. No more preseason, no more training camp. It is all real deal from here on out until the Super Bowl. Indeed, it is real deal. Um, I got to say about the Cowboys, I was surprised by how well they played this game. They fought. They fought back. They created turnovers. Um, you know, and, and Dak Prescott showing, hey, there's no rust here. I may have been out for the most of last year, and there was questions about me all during the offseason and how much I was practicing. He was on fire in this in, in this game he was distributing the ball and he had drops cd lamb still has some dro- has some uh, drops issues when, uh, when when you saw this game but it seemed like it really didn't matter for um you know for, for dak prescott he comes out of this game 42 of 58 for 403 yards three touchdowns and an interception um a, a phenomenal performance on his part and without a run game i wanted to get right. your thoughts on this q I, I know Vita Vey was just wrecking everything in his path. Yep. But should the Cowboys have tried to find a, a, a better way to run the football to balance things out in this game? Yeah, I don't think 58 passes for Dak Prescott is good. Uh, I, you know, about the early in the third quarter, he was up to 40. And I remember looking over to my buddies and was like, Dak's up to 40 passes already. And you got to give Tampa Bay a lot of credit. They came in with a good game plan. We're not going to allow Zeke Elliott to beat us. We're not going to allow Tony Pollard to beat us. You've got to throw the ball. I just feel like they could have done it in a better way. I don't know. I mean, and again, I'm not a coach. I just know what I saw. And you've got to have a little bit better balance. Now, you know, Tom Brady threw the ball a lot as well. But, I mean, Dak... Dak and Zeke and, and, and that cast of characters, they've got to establish some kind of run game, and it just wasn't there on Thursday night. And you can say that the, that the Cowboys accomplished their mission. If the, if your mission was to avoid the middle of the field where Devin White and Levante David and Vita Vey and Dominican Sue all were, they did that. Their outside receivers, Amari Cooper, 13 catches for yeah. 139 yards, two touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb, seven catches for 104 yards and another touchdown. That, that those are great numbers from your top two guys. Yeah, uh, and, and that's still with Michael Gallup getting injured in the middle of the game. Um, but ultimately, like you said, Tom Brady, I mean, 32 of 50, four touchdowns, did have two interceptions, but I don't think either one of them were his fault. Right. Uh, well, the Hail Mary pass was the Hail Mary pass, right. and the one bounced right off of Fournette's hands. Um, but ultimately, this this was a great battle of quarterback play, and like you said, there were special teams mistakes. Zerline just missing kicks he shouldn't have missed, and then hitting kicks amazingly that you were wondering, can he hit those uh, in, in those situations? Um, but, I mean, Q, I mean, <laughs> when it was 124 on the clock, and Zarline makes the field goal. Yeah. You knew it. Yep. I knew it. Tom Brady was getting the ball with only needing a field goal to win the game. The, the, we knew the, the, the Buccaneers were going to win this. 
No doubt about it. No doubt about it. As soon as Zerloin uh, split the uprights with that kick to let the Dallas Cowboys go ahead, uh, I looked at the clock and said, too much time. Too much time. Tom Brady has been there, done that. He's the master of it. He knows what he needs. He knows what he's got to go get, and he went and got it. And I know there's a lot of controversy about Chris Godwin and did he push off. It doesn't even matter. I mean, to me, it doesn't even matter because I think wide receivers push off on every play just about. Uh, I think DB will tell you that. As a former DB, I will tell you that. I mean, I just think that that's – No bias here at all. Yeah, no bias. I'm just saying that's what it is. Uh, Wide receivers always cheating. But with that being said, you know, Greg Zerline, it goes back to Zerline. You make your kicks, it doesn't matter if he's pushing off. They've got to score a touchdown at that point, and they didn't have to because, well, Zerline missed the kick. So I don't really want to hear nothing about the push off because I don't think it really mattered. Is the best receiver in Tampa Bay right now, Antonio Brown? Because he, yeah. he led he led yeah. the team with 121 receiving yards, five catches. Because I have some people out here. Here's the thing, Q. I still live. I live in Pittsburgh. Right. So in Pittsburgh, it's still Antonio Brown is the devil. Though there are some fans that are like, I miss Antonio Brown. Right. But 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 like I, I hear all the negative. But I'm sitting here like that's the best man on the field right now. I don't care what you say. I mean, yeah. Checkered pass, checkered offseason, all the all the things. No, no, no question that he has been a jerk and a, and a, and a me person. And, and I'm not saying anything about a redemption of his of his life or anything like that. But as a football player, right. he is still a bad man. Five catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. He also got some rushes in there. Um, and and you had this game at one point. Mike Evans, three catches for 24 yards. He had a key drop. Uh, Chris Godwin drops a key pass and then fumbles in the red zone in the goal line. In the, in, at the goal line to give the Cowboys the ball, that it what would be the the game, the, the the field goal drive that took the lead to put Tampa Bay down in the first place. I mean, Antonio Brown just he still looks like the man, and now he's with Tom Brady with a for a whole season, and they've had all this time to work together, man. The Buccaneers they took some serious shots on the chin from the Cowboys in this game, and they still came out on top. Watch out for these boys. They looking to repeat. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't pretty on either side, I don't think. I mean, I think that the offenses were well ahead of both defenses. But uh, Antonio Brown, you, you said it, man. I mean, he was the best wide receiver on the field on, uh, on on Thursday night. He really was. And I tell Raider fans this all the time. What John Gruden tried to do when he brought Antonio Brown in made sense because, well, Antonio Brown's still one of the best wide receivers in the league. But because of everything in his past, everything he's got going on in his life, the extra stuff uh, just makes him, you know, almost – enemy of the state almost makes him the hardest guy to deal with and that's when you got to go all the way back to Mike Tomlin and say boy man you are some really good perfume because he covered <laughs> up the stink of what Antonio Brown was in Pittsburgh for many years I mean for years, years you probably man. knew about it but the outside world didn't know that AB was a big issue we all know he's a big issue now but he's still a hell of a player he's still an amazing player and to finish things off here I mean just the presence that you know we talked uh, Vita Vey, first of all was Stud. eating everyone's yeah. lunch. He may be the best nose tackle in football right now. But to me, on top of that, you had Levante David and Devin White picking up right where they left off last yeah. year. David with 11 tackles, Devin White with 10 tackles. These guys just plugging the middle of the field, making it hard for for, 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 uh, for the Cowboys. And, and see, here's the thing. Zach Martin being out, big deal in this situation. And yeah. I bet that's all why they, they threw the ball because they were like, listen, this is going to be a rough night for the, for the run game. But 
any chance that Ezekiel Elliott had to impact this game was negated by that defensive front, those three guys in the middle, and then the and the effort they put together. Just a phenomenal performances on performance from both teams and an exciting game to kick off the season. We've got a lot more of those games coming this week. And I think there's going to be some really good matchups. We'll get to our picks of all the week one games in segment three of this show, but we got to talk about some major injury news that impacted one team in particular and continues to impact one pick team in particular y'all pretty y'all know which team i'm talking about but we're first we got to tell you guys about built bar if you want a healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar built bar is the protein bar for you it's the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team and it comes in so many different flavors whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry strawberry or orange or something different like salted caramel cookies and cream rocky road or my personal favorite double chocolate built bar has so many flavors to enjoy and the best part they're all healthy they range from 130 to 180 calories and pack 17 to 18 grams of protein while only giving you four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. That's a tasty and healthy snack that'll save you from eating that snack. You'll regret, regret later and helps you stay on task with anyone's diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15. It's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. Q, we got to talk about some very unfortunate news. The Ravens, they had been already dealing with it. They saw J.K. Dobbins go down for the season. Justice Hill went down for the season. Their first and third string running backs. And then Thursday disaster struck when now you have Gus Edwards, their second string running back, who everyone was very confident in to take the yeah. first team reps. He'd done it before for the Ravens. He's not unfamiliar to that. He goes down with a, with, with a, with a season-ending knee injury. And then Marcus Peters, their, one of their top cornerbacks, goes down as well. And now this is just disaster. Now, granted, I, I would say the cornerback position is the one position the Ravens probably could tolerate an injury with Jimmy Smith yeah. and, uh, and Marlon Humphrey. But still... Now with your entire running back room gone, they went and signed Le'Veon Bell, and he's going to be promoted up from the practice squad. But this is a disaster right now. And I know some people are trying to point blame and say, oh, it's the training staff. Oh, it's sometimes it's just really bad luck. But, man, this is a lot to stack up on a team that thought they were going to really be one of the teams pushing in the AFC playoffs this year. Yeah, if I'm John Harbaugh, I'd probably wrap the rest of the team in bubble wrap until they, until they play their first game on Monday night against the Raiders. I mean, and really. maybe even still to do it, do it during that game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a rough deal, man. And I hate this. I hate. I mean, the the injuries that happen in the league, especially when they happen like they happen to the Baltimore Ravens, are awful. And I don't care who you're a fan of. It's yeah. just not. It's not cool, you know. And for one position group to get hit like Baltimore yeah. did, as far as the running backs go, and as quickly as they did, it's like boom, boom, boom. I mean, right now the guys that are going to be running the rock for Baltimore on Monday, outside of Lamar Jackson, have never carried the rock for Baltimore one time. Not one time. They don't have any experience in Baltimore carrying the rock. I mean, that's that tells you all you need to know. It's just very unfortunate, man. And, uh, you know, I hate that for Marcus Peters from the defensive back position. You're right. I mean, they they have a little bit of depth there at, the, at the, that position. But he's a playmaker, man. He's a guy yeah. that goes and gets the ball. He could take it to the house anytime uh, he gets a chance. I mean, it's just it's a lot of bad luck. I thought at first I was reading about the Chargers because that's kind of the, the luck that the Chargers always have is injury, 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 injury. Now it's shifted, and the 
Baltimore Ravens have got it, and it's at the worst time. The season hasn't started for them yet. It doesn't start till Monday night. They're going to be on the road. Allegiant Stadium's going to be on and popping. I'm not just saying that because I'm the host of Locked On Raiders, but it's just the reality, man. I mean, it's a brand-new stadium. Uh, Raider Nation's never been in there. It's going to be Monday night football. Ooh. Everyone's going to be lathered up. It's Las Vegas. What? I mean, there's what? a lot of chips that are going to be against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know who you're talking about. What? I don't, you, you said like a group of people. I didn't understand what that was. Listen here, man. Look here. Let me Look take here. you and your non-haircut having self and your barber. Man, your barber. You know my barber went on vacation. He does not give you the right to roast me on national YouTube. I your barber went on vacation from you. Your barber's <laughs> really in town cutting his, cutting hair. He just don't like you. He likes me a he lot. Does he does not like you. Oh, he texts me. No, he, he doesn't. He, he lets me know. When he sees me on TV, he's like, hey, Chris, that's really good. Like, no, when on, he man. sees you on TV, he actually thought he was talking to Drake, and that's why he gave you love. He thought he was talking to Drake, the or he thought he was talking to Aaron Donald, or he thought he was talking to whatever <laughs> other light-skinned cat that looks like you, but it's not you. When he realized he's, it was Chris he's, Carter, he's, he said, oh, never mind, it's just you. <laughs> It's just, like oh, that's not oh, that's not Drizzy. Uh, that's not that's not Cam Hayward. No, oh, that's, that's not throwing. It's back. that other uh, guy. <laughs> it's just that other guy. Anyway, but 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 <laughs> back back to your point though. Um, th- this is a rough situation. You're going on the road. You're going to a whole different time zone. And, and you are right. Raiders fans are going to be rampant. They have a lot to prove. And, and this is a team with a lot of talent themselves. Right. Uh, you know. And, and another thing is, and I know that I said you know the cornerback position is one of the deeper spots, but one of the reasons that the Ravens defense can be lighter in other positions is because of how deep they are at right. cornerback. They can go out in the nickel and just run with anybody when all their guys are healthy. They and their safeties. Don't have to do as much. Their linebackers got a lot. No, they got a lot of help. That's one area where you can say, you know what? Those three guys, we're lit, we're putting them on your top three receivers, and we are comfortable with that. And now with one of those guys gone, still two guys out there. You got some other guys behind them to death, but it's that's a major hit. And Marcus Peters, a turnover guy, and and he was one of those risk takers. But when he took those risks and it paid off, it was a game changer for the Ravens. Um, and then back to the running back position, like you said, nobody outside of Lamar Jackson is on that roster that, that's carried the, that's carried the rock for this team. Uh, you know, and, and now that you got to start going through your phone book, you know, who do you call? Do you do you call Latavius Murray? Do you call Todd Gurley? Is Mark Ingram still on a team right now? Like, like, like that's that's where you're that's where you start looking around and looking for answers for. Um, and, and again, you're not you're not in the NFC East of 2020. You're in the AFC North, where the Browns are the team that everyone's talking about. The Steelers are still the the reigning division champions. Yeah. You got you got competition, and, and even in the AFC, if you want to make that seventh seed, say 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 you say okay, the division we won't win that, but we got a chance for seventh seed. This is going to be a hard year for that too, with right. all the teams coming out the AFC West, all the teams coming out the AFC North. You know, I, so it, it, this is a this is a real rough spot. Lamar Jackson and and, and John Harbaugh and that crew. They have a lot of uh, galvanizing they need to do to bring their crew together to overcome these obstacles. I, 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 I appreciate the Ravens as an organization. They do a great job of putting a team together every year and making sure they're competitive. I look forward to seeing how they handle it. But, man, this is a tall task for anybody. Yeah, it is. And the thing about it, man, is they're such a run-heavy team. Yeah. That that is like the biggest key of their team. Now they got defense. You know that defensive line is nasty. Right. Calais Campbell's a dude. I mean they got a lot of great players on that defensive side of the ball. You documented that really well. But 
man, since that is how they butter their bread is by way of the run game, and their main guys are out, especially J.K. Dobbins. That was huge. Uh, and then, yeah. like you mentioned, Gus Edwards was getting a lot of shine. Man, people don't know how good Gus Edwards are, is. And then all of a sudden he goes down. It's like, damn. You know, that, that's what really hurt because you just thought, if you're talking about Baltimore, you're going to look at Lamar. You're going to look at J.K. You're going to look at, at Gus Edwards. You're going to look at Justice Hill. I mean, there's so many different guys out there. I, If I was them, I'd go for Latavius Murray. I'd roll out the carpet and say, hey, what do we need to pay you? Because at least he's a proven guy who's been yep. a starter in the league, who didn't miss a year because he was holding out trying to get money, who hasn't fallen off the off the you know success wagon with multiple teams, the Jets and Kansas City. I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to provide anything. I would yeah. just, if it was me, I would go after Latavius Murray and say, hey, man, we need you and we need you by Monday. Let's go. But yeah, this that's is just quick, me. This is the quick so, transition. But again, with the COVID restrictions, right. what can they do to have someone be ready by Monday? And they're, is, they're he, a, is he vaccinated? Is he vaccinated? That's another question. And, and even if he is vaccinated, doesn't he still have to go through the screening of like what five days or something like that? It's it's just it's an impossible situation um, for, for the for the Ravens right now. We will see how they perform it Monday sucks. night. We're gonna, but uh, I hate it have, for him. Uh, what'd you say? I hate it for him. I, I, I hate it for them too. You know, what I, I mean? hate it for anybody. anybody In- injuries to anybody in yes. the NFL are just are just horrible. But then, like you look at a team having to deal with this and just and and now here's the other thing is that like they they stopped practice Thursday when the right. second one happened because they were they said they were on back to back plays. Now you're sitting there, the guys who didn't even get hurt, they're looking around like. What what's happening? Like yep. what's going on now? Now there's a fear factor going in there, and so you know you don't you don't want ever want that man. And it's just it's like lightning just striking several places places the same you know right after one after another. So it's uh it's very alarming. Hopefully the Ravens um are able to to find some am- answers within their locker room. But we're going to pick that game along with all the other games from Sunday to Monday night football right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. But first, I got to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, both open right now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. But if you didn't get to take advantage of the opening day super promo, which is making a bet on the Thursday night game where the Buccaneers did beat the Dallas Cowboys, there's still plenty of other promos available for you, especially for opening weekend. But bet on your favorite team, bet on the team you hate, all right on Bet Online, the, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football to basketball to boxing, right down to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available. For the 2021 season at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And wrapping things up here on the Locked On NFL podcast, Chris Carter and your boy Q on the Friday edition. We're going to go through all the Sunday and Monday games and give you our picks right here. So let's run it down. Q, yo, first game. Let's get let's get a boring one out the way. Jaguars at Texans. Trevor Lawrence's debut, but who cares? I'm taking the Jaguars because the Texans are a dumpster fire. I'm going to go with Houston in this game because I think the Jacksonville Jaguars don't have enough experience. I don't know if Urban Meyer is up for the task. Trevor Lawrence is a new booty. Of course, uh, Travis Etienne is out. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston even though I don't like this game at all. Yeah, I mean, both of us are kind of like, whatever. We'll we'll, we'll, We'll throw that game away. All right, a little more interesting here, though. Chargers at Washington. The Chargers, that dark horse of the AFC, everyone loves Justin Herbert, Derwin James being back, Keenan Allen's up in there. Austin Eckler's hurt, though. 
but you're coming up against a Washington defense that's been pretty stout. I'm taking the Chargers, the road team here, but are you are they good enough for that, or, or do you think the Washington defense got something for them? You know, I, I, I'm – I think that Washington defense is great. That defensive line in particular, uh, they really get after the quarterback. And I know the offensive line of the Chargers isn't great. Uh, I, in my heart, I think that the Chargers are going to win. But I, I, there's a part of me that says that damn defensive line is going to give them fits. And they have a new head coach, too. So it's a, you know, something that really hasn't been factored in. I'm going to roll with the Chargers. But I'll tell you right now, I don't feel good about it at all. Yeah, same here. That's a shaky ground to be standing on because the Chargers, yeah. it's not like the Chargers have proven anything. Where this is a, this is a lot of, uh, we're renting a lot of real estate to right. them for, you know, for that pick. But here's another pick here. I'm going with the Seahawks over the Colts. They're in Indianapolis. But I, I just, I, the Colts dealt with injuries. I, I like their composition if they are all healthy. But I'm going to stick with Russell Wilson until I see if the Colts are back to being 100%. And even if they were, I'd need to see how Carson Wentz is fitting into that offense. Yeah, I'm not sold on Wentz. I'm not sold on the guys that are banged up and injured in Indy. Um, I, I just uh, I like Seattle a lot. I'm a Russell Wilson guy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to roll with Seattle on this one as well. We got the Sam Darnold revenge game. <laughs> yeah. No such thing. No <laughs> such thing. The, the Panthers taking on the Jets. Sam Darnold, who was so happy to get away from that team, he gets to play his former team with the first game with his new team. I'm going with the Panthers. I know you're a Matt Rule guy, yep. but uh, as long as Christian McCaffrey's there, I think he's the biggest factor in this game. I'm sorry. I just don't buy anything into the Jets until I see something out of Zach Wilson and all the new guys that they added. Yeah, I don't like the fact that we have picked the same ones every game so far. But well, I'm going to pick different uh, with Jaguars and Texans. That oh, was, that's, that's right. That's right. So Good. Far. I feel a little bit better because I'm rolling. I'm rolling with the Panthers in this one. You said I'm a Matt Rule guy. Uh, I'll pick him more times than I won't. And the Jets are still a dumpster fire. I don't care if it's a Sam Darnold revenge game. He's not worth a damn. <laughs> but I, I believe in Matt Rule. I don't believe in Zach Wilson. And Robert Sala is super unproven. So, uh, yeah, there's too many things going against the Jets. So I'm rolling with the, the fighting Matt Rules in this one. The fighting Matt rules. All right, sticking with one our one o'clock games here. This one could be a little tricky. Vikings at Bengals. I'm going Can with it? the Vikings. Can because it be? The, Why is it tricky? I mean, because uh, there's a lot of people that are hyping Joe. Cincinnati Burrow. sucks. But I, I'm with you. But there's so many people that are like Joe Burrow. He's figured it out. And I'm like, but do you have anyone to protect yeah. him? Yeah. Has he figured I, out his blocking? Meanwhile, meanwhile, Jamar Chase, the fourth overall pick of the NFL draft, is out here saying, man, adjusting to NFL footballs is tough because the spin is different and it looks like this. And I'm like, bro, what are we saying right now? Right. What, I, I picked you in two of my fantasy teams. You need to stop that right there. Uh, so I'm going with the Vikings. You know, Kirk Cousins is a, is a veteran quarterback, but they got Dalvin Cook, who, you know, you could argue, there's no doubt, top three running back in the league right now. You know, he's, he, he, I'd say he's been, he, he'll be fighting for that number one spot this year. But if all else fails, the Vikings will hand him the ball and he will run through that Bengals defense. Yeah. Yeah. I have no confidence in Cincinnati at all. I think them and Houston and Jacksonville, those will be like the teams fighting for the number one spot this year in the NFL draft. So, yeah, Cincinnati, they're going to get stunked. Uh, I think that uh, the running game of Minnesota is going to beat them up. I think the defense is going to beat them up. I just think that the head coach is going to get beat up. I mean, I just – I don't have any faith in Cincinnati. Yeah, Zimmer is a bad dude, man. They're just going to, like, DDTMs on the Yeah, yeah, Zimmer's going to take homeboy out back and just beat the brakes off and be like, how would you even think about coming in and trying to fight me and try to try to defeat this team? Get out of here, Cincinnati. You're done. So, yeah, Minnesota all day in this game.
All right, now this is a good one. This is one I really please. I, I, you I haven't really given me a good one yet. Cardinals at Titans. Tell me you ain't excited about that one. Okay, I'm in. Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Buddha Baker. Like this, this is this is going to be a good matchup. Now I still got the Titans because I think their offensive weapons are just too loaded. Tannehill, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry. They're going to be rocking. And still on defense, you still got Kevin Byard. You still got some some pieces to work with there. But I do think this is going to be a close one. Kyler Murray is not to be taken lightly. Um, I still think the running back situation needs some needs some resolve in, in Arizona. That's why I'm taking the Titans um, because if if this comes down to you know the Titans have a lead late, they're going to hand the ball to Derrick. Henry. Henry, and I'm not sure if the Cardinals have the guys to stuff him, even though they did go get J.J. Watt. Yeah, I mean, and again, I hate that we're picking the same teams. I think that that's stupid. I know we picked one that wasn't, but I'm going with Tennessee in this one as well. Uh, I don't think that the Cardinals have a great head coach. I think Cliff Kingsbury is a problem. I think Kyler Murray is a winner. Uh, I don't trust the defense there in, in Arizona as well. Uh, Patrick Peterson is no longer there. He's in Minnesota. He's going to be part of that party that's going to beat the brakes off Cincinnati. Uh, I just think that uh, Arizona is going get, to get beat up in this game. Uh, I mean, I say beat up, but not, I mean, not like it's going to be a blowout. I just think that they're going to get uh, more. Uh, it's going to be more physical. You know what I mean? On the Tennessee side of things. Uh, of course, Derrick Henry, you've seen him in practice. He's, I mean, he's using real people as, as like, test dummies to uh to to give stiff arms to like who's signing up for that job i mean derrick henry can't even use a, a dummy like he's got to use a real person to be a dummy <laughs> too strong to have yeah. a dummy. he's like no i need to feel the meat and the bones break as i stiff arm you into the ground yeah like, like he's <laughs> he's too physical man yeah all right now this is this is our laugher niners at lions yeah I'm th- this is nah. That's a, that's my luck. That's my survivor pick of the week because <laughs> I might not pick the Niners too many times this year as a survivor pick. And, but you're playing the Lions. Jared Goff is about to get ragdoll. That defense is going to give him too many problems. They're my defensive pick in all my 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 weekly fantasy uh, things that I'm doing this week. I'm going Niners easy. You're not going to pick Campbell, the head coach that says he's going to uh, bite off some uh, kneecaps. You're not. <laughs> Okay, you're not going for that. You're not going. Dan Campbell is talking about eating some kneecaps. So I, if you're Kyle Shanahan, you better not put uh, Trey Lance out there on the field. I know he's dealing with the injury, but you better not put Trey Lance on the field because Campbell's going to eat some kneecaps. Uh, Detroit's not playing around, man. Jared Goff, you know, he went to Berkeley. So, you know, Berkeley, they get down a little crazy in the base sometimes. So, uh, yeah, no doubt about it, man. San Francisco wins this game. It's not even close. Now, this is another game that I think a lot of people are going to want to tune into. Big AFC showdown and a game I'm going to, I'm going to be covering. Um, Steelers at Bills. This is a big showdown. The Bills it on is. the precipice of the Super Bowl. The Steelers coming off, a, coming off a division championship, looking to rebound. TJ Watt just signed his contract. Yep. He's been practicing since Wednesday. He's the highest paid defensive player in the NFL now. And now everyone's talking about how's this, how's this team going to look. Q. Do you got the Bills winning at home and holding on, or do you think the the Steelers come in and pull off the upset? You know, I'm actually going to roll with Pittsburgh getting the victory, and I'm rolling with that because of the guy that's going to be in the backfield behind Big Ben. I really am. Mm, T.J. Watt is great. Harris, okay. Yes. 
Highest paid defensive, uh, you know, player in, in T.J. Watt. I mean, that's a stud. He earned every penny of that. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of went out, as you know, out of their character to make sure he got signed and taken care of. Uh, I just think that the strength of that, I think Najee Harris is an absolute difference maker. And I think because of that factor, they're going to keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. They're not going to make Big Ben throw the ball 58 times like Dak Prescott did on Thursday night. I just I see a lot of good things for Pittsburgh. And I really do believe, like I said multiple times on this show, Najee Harris is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. So it starts on Sunday. Pittsburgh gets the win over Buffalo. All right. Well, this is our this is our second split. I actually, as a locked on Steelers guy, I have the Bills winning this game. I think it's going to go down to the wire. You suck. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, was, that was really aggressive. That was way aggressive. That was even <laughs> aggressive for me, man. My bad. No, I just wanted to see it. I was like, I was like, oh my. <laughs> I know that was that was terrible. <laughs> But uh, no, but you know, in all seriousness, I do think this game will go down to the wire. I would not be shocked if the Steelers win this game. I just see they're starting two guys, two rookies on the offensive line, and yeah. Dan Moore Jr. at left tackle, Kendrick Green at center. I do think that Kendrick that, that those guys are going to evolve into really good players for the Steelers. I think that this offensive line gels sooner rather than later in the season, and they become a force, and they will win the division, and they will be a, a serious playoff contender. I just think that right now, Josh Allen and that Bills team. They're basically bringing back a lot of the same team to compete right. from last year. They're rolling on a, on a lot of balls that the Steelers, the defense can say that. The offense, not as much because they got a whole new offensive line. Najee Harris will be there, and I think he will be a problem. If the Steelers win, it will be, like you said, because of Najee Harris. Yeah. The Bills had the 18th best run defense last year, and Najee Harris is looking to looking to shake up, to show up everyone that he's serious in the NFL. Is that good? Be <laughs> huh? Is the 18th best rushing defense good? No. Okay. No. I just... <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> no, it's, it's not good. It, it sounded it's really like, random, I did, I did like our, the 18th I did our, best. <laughs> I did our crossover Thursday on Lockdown Steelers with Lockdown Bills host Joe Marino, and I was yeah. like, so, like, has anything been done to fix that? And he's like, nah, it's, it's, it's rough. Oh, wow. So if, if the Steelers win, I think it's because they took over on the ground. And, you know, something I pointed out last year when the Bills beat them, the Steelers didn't have any inside linebackers. Their top three were all gone for that game. And this, once this, the Bills realized that in the second half, that's where they attacked for, them for, for the rest of the game. And that's why they were able to take over the game and win. The Steelers got Devin Bush and Joe Schobert to start this game. That's two guys that are way better than the guys they had last year. But I will still say the Bills find a way to win this, but I would not be surprised any way around. All right, moving along. Battle of the Birds. Eagles at Falcons. I'm going with the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts got something for him. I'm going to go with the ATL, man. Dirty birds, baby. Uh, I don't I don't believe in the Eagles just yet. I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but I don't believe that he's ready for the role that he's been put into so far. So uh, I'm going to roll with the ATL. I think they bounce back and have a better year than they did last season. Matt Ryan's still Matt Ryan, and Calvin Ridley's still Calvin Ridley. And, oh, by the way, they got some guy named Pitts who's kind of good. I think he's going to do some big things as well. So it'd probably be a shootout. Well, yeah, Atlanta will probably have to score a lot of points. Because uh, I don't think their defense is going to stop a whole lot, but exactly. I think that Atlanta's better than than and Matt Ryan's way better than Jalen Hurts at this point of the game. So yeah, ATL for me. I feel you on that. But this was my game. I, when I do a fantasy football show for Channel Eleven here in Pittsburgh, and uh, my thing was, if you want to find players for daily fantasy, go to this game and find Kyle Pitts, find Calvin Ridley, find Devontae Smith, whoever you can yeah. get. Uh, this, th there's going to be points scored in Philly versus Atlanta. Now, another major AFC showdown at a playoff rematch. Browns at the Chiefs for the season opener. I, I got the Chiefs. 
And I think that that Patrick Mahomes, he's going to stay healthy this entire game, and the Browns are going to know what it's like to play a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes. I think he, I think the Chiefs win comfortably in this one. You know, if this was middle of the season, I'd go with Cleveland because I'd have a better idea who they are. Are they right. really the team that everyone's hyping up to be a contender that can make a Super Bowl run, or was last year just a really good year? You know what I mean? Like that's that's my big question. So I want to see something before I believe in them. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to just go into the season blind and think, oh, just because it was rainbows and puppy dogs in 2020, it's going to be the same. I don't sign up for that. So I'm going to roll with what I know. And I know that Kansas City is damn good and they've been damn good for a while. So I'm going to roll with Kansas City in this game. But I would be interested and I would actually love to see Cleveland come out with that two-headed monster of Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt and really ball out. And oh, by the way, Baker Mayfield used this guy named Odell Beckham Jr. who's kind of good at what he does. Yeah. Get oh, busy, Baker. Baker, show me something. Act like I'm from Missouri. Show me, man. Show me. So, let's go to another big matchup. Now, this is NFC. Now, typically, over the past three years, this would have been like a, a shut it down, put it on Monday night football game. But with Drew Brees gone, Jameis Winston is taking over the helm. And the Packers are visiting New Orleans to take on the Saints. I've got the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is coming into town. That defense is still going to be nasty. And I think the Saints defense gives Aaron Rodgers a little bit of a hard time. But at the end of the day, Jameis Winston, not Aaron Rodgers. I think that they, that that he's going to end up making a couple key mistakes late in this game that's going to give the Packers the edge. Yeah, again, I just said, show me for Cleveland. I want, I want Jameis to show me. Show me that you're ready for uh, the starting job again. You know, you were a backup in, in New Orleans last season. Really, I, I feel like he was the backup to the backup. I mean, he just was there. He was just a guy. Did he learn a lot under Sean Payton while he wasn't a starter? Can he take that over now? And can he, you know, kind of project his career and get it revamped and re-going? Uh, I, I, it's a wait-and-see thing for me. So, again, I'm going with what I know, and Aaron Rodgers is what I know. He's very consistent. He's very good. He's got a gold jacket waiting for him in Canton, Ohio, when he's ready for it. So, yeah, I'm rolling with Green Bay in this one as well. Now, moving along here, this is an interesting interconference battle. Broncos at Giants. Neither team's expected to do too Yuck. much this, this year. I'm going with the Broncos because I like their defensive composition, and I think that they'll take advantage of Daniel Jones a lot more than the Giants' defense will take advantage of Teddy Bridgewater. This game is gross. Yeah. Straight and it's up. a four o'clocker. Like, like, ugh, why didn't you put that with the one o'clockers? We could just bury it. You could have moved. You could have moved the Steelers Bills to four o'clock. You yep. could have moved the Chiefs or the Chiefs and, and the Browns are four o'clock. You could have moved Titans Cardinals to four o'clock. But no, you got me trying to watch Broncos Giants. You know what? I'm picking the Broncos. You picking the Broncos? No, I'm just going to roll with the G, man, because because why not? Because what? All right. Now we throw that game behind us. No yep. one cares. AFC East showdown. It's the Mac Jones show and the Patriots host the Miami Dolphins. Yep. I know that there's a lot of hype around Mac Jones, but I'm sorry. Xavier Howard's still on the other team and going with the Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. I think that Mac Jones is going to be good. Uh, he, he's made us kind of eat our words that we were saying before the draft. But, yeah, respectfully, yeah. But Miami's got a really good defense, and if Tua's worth the salt, if he's worth half of what he's you know walking in on, then he's going to be good. So um, kind of pulling for Tua. I like him. I think he gets a bad rap. Um, and you know he he had a rookie year that was you know a lot had a lot to be desired. I'm gonna roll with Miami in this one. I feel you on that. Now let's get to some Sunday night football here. Bears at the Rams. Uh, listen, uh, Q, who would you say is the better AD? Aaron Donald or Andy Dalton? Oh, my God. Aaron Donald. <laughs> Are you serious? 
<laughs> this is going to be a bad showing for the Bears. I, I think this is I, the joke has been for the past month or so that the reason that Justin Fields isn't the starting quarterback is because they do not want him to go out and have to face that man, Aaron Donald right. and Jalen Ramsey in that defense. And Andy Dalton is going to be thrown to the wolves. That is what's going to happen in this game. The Rams are going to dog walk the Bears. Yeah, I, I think so. And I'll, I'll say this. I'm interested to see what Matt Stafford looks like. He gets a lot of hype. I'm not a firm believer that Matt Stafford is as great Good as people point. think. I, I agree. But, but uh, I don't think I don't think you're going to see the big test against Chicago because Andy Dalton, like you said, I think is going to be under duress the whole game. And the defense of the Rams is going to really carry the load here. So you won't see a lot, I don't think, of Matt Stafford, but you will see a lot of 99. And I think you're going to see him early and often, uh, basically on top of uh, Andy Dalton. And that's going to be a bad showing for Chicago. So, yeah, I'm with you on the Rams Sunday night football. We finish with Monday night football. Let's Ravens go! At, Ravens at the Raiders. Your game here, Q. Yep. Now, Q, I have to admit, if this had ha- if if I if you asked me about two weeks ago before J.K. Dobbins and Justice yeah. Hill and Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards, I would have taken the Ravens. But with all these injuries, I'm sorry. And, you know, and, and again, that was no disrespect to the Raiders. I just think the Ravens right. would were going to be a good team this year. Yeah. But with all those injuries, I'm sorry. I just I don't see any way the the Ravens find a balance that quickly to go on the road to the West Coast and handle a team like the Raiders that does have talent at several different positions. I've got the Raiders winning this one probably by about ten. You know, it's funny. I uh, I did the crossover edition with the uh, host of Locked On Ravens, Kevin Ostriker, on Thursday, okay. and he had the Ravens by like 14, 15 points before the injuries to Marcus Peters and the injuries to Gus Edwards. I had the Raiders by three before that. I had them winning 24-21 only because I think that Allegiant Stadium and the fan base – is going to be a factor. I really, I mean, I really do. I mean, it's going to be so loud. It's going to be crazy. It's Las Vegas. First time fans have been in Allegiant Stadium, period. I think it's going to just be an unbelievable crowd. So I gave them the, the three-point favorite uh, right there for the Raiders. And then all of a sudden, Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards went down. So I, I'm sticking with three points, but I just feel like this is a game that if the Raiders are really going to be a team that they expect to go to the playoffs, you almost have to win a game like this. You have it all on the platter, and I don't, I I don't like to kind of ride injuries and say, well, you're going to win because all these guys are injured. But now, I mean, you've got a leg up. You know what I mean? Like, this is a game no, you should yeah. win on the strength of those injuries, even though that, that sucks. That's just the reality of the game. So the Raiders, I still got them as a three-point favorite. I still think they win 24-21. Um, but now it's almost like there's more pressure on them to do it because the Baltimore Ravens have those injuries that you mentioned. So, but you still say they, they hold on and they do pull it off. Yeah, yeah, three point. I think they win by three. Okay, still still winning by three there. We both take the Raiders. All right, so recapping our splits here where I took the Broncos, you took the Giants. Uh, I took the Eagles, you took the Falcons. I took the Bills, you took the Steelers. Uh, we both took the Titans. We both took the Vikings. Both took the Panthers. And it looks like our other split would have been the I took the Jaguars and you took the Texans. So we got a few good splits there. We will revisit this next week to see our results as we pick the week two games too as well. But as always, Q, it's a fun show to be here on, on you with you, man, to do this as always. Let people I can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, man, everything I do, you can find on my Twitter, at your boy Q254. That's at your boy Q254. I always put the Locked On Raiders podcast up super early in the morning, about 12, 15 Pacific Standard Time each and every day. Um, and, yeah, again, you can just check me out, at your boy Q254. I don't have Instagram. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have any of that other stuff because it's already hard enough to keep up with Twitter, and I'm an old dude. So I leave that to the youngsters like uh, Christopher Carter. Hey, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. 
Told at you. Carter Critiques. <laughs> now, I'm not good at the Snapchats or the, the TikToks or the anything yet. I do have those. I just, even I'm like, okay, that's a lot. You uh, are but, a TikTok. Oh, okay. Okay. Watch it, buddy. I'll get Juju on you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but at Carter Critiques, if you want to follow me and check me out, you can check me out at the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you can catch catch a, a cue on the Locked On Raiders podcast. We're all on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. Check out uh, YouTube for, for the Locked On Steelers as well. Rate us all five stars. If, you can, if, you're, if you're a fan of our shows and you like you like what you're hearing, you're having fun listening to us, whether you're at work, on your way to work, on your way back home from work, uh, you know, or just chilling at home, so, uh, give us five-star ratings on Apple, whether it's Locked On NFL, Locked On Raiders, Locked On Steelers, Locked On Anything. We really appreciate it when you help us out with those ratings. We really appreciate it when you subscribe to our shows and, and help us out. We love our community of listeners here on the Locked On Podcast Network. From Chris Carter and your boy Q, thanks for listening. Enjoy week one. The Locked On NFL Podcast will be back Monday recapping the Sunday games, and we will be back on next Friday getting you ready for week two.